Listen, when the enemy tells you that you'll never make it through that problem or circumstance, when he says you're not enough, when he tries to remind you of everything you did wrong or all the failed situations in your life, you got to snatch that fool by the throat. Remind him who you are and whose you are. Put your foot on his neck. When I say run me my crown, I stand boldly and I look the enemy square in the eye and I tell him to run me everything he stole from me. Everything that God says is mine, run it back. My peace, my joy, love overflowing, wisdom, power, purpose, run it back. Good evening and happy Tuesday. It is Dewana, aka Foxy's baby. And listen, it is the Rummy My Crown radio show. I am excited. I'm we gonna hop right on into it. I am elated. I can't even listen. There are no words to describe what this woman means to me. I am listen. I, I'm probably listen. I, we just started. And I'm about to tear up. Now wait a minute. Now come I'm on. So I'm just so proud of you. You want to cry. I want to cry because I've walked your journey with you and seeing where you are now, I, man, I'm just, yeah. Thank you for the encouragement. Going to have me on the floor within the first minute of the show. Um, this, of course, is a special edition as we end Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Those who have been following me, even if it's for five minutes, you know that domestic violence is a huge part of my story. Um, that's who Foxy's baby is. I was that baby in the womb who experienced domestic violence for the first time. And then it just became a tumultuous journey going forward, having to overcome domestic violence, depression, daddy issues, and divorce. So you name it, we done been through it. But this woman right here, listen. <laughs> She has been an integral part of my healing process. She has been an integral part of my yes to my calling. Um, the one, the only, listen, she's not only my spiritual mama and pastor. Listen, she's fire, y'all, fire. <laughs> ah, oh it is the God. one and only Dr. Karen Bethia, my mama, y'all. I love me some you. You know that I love you loads. I, and this I do know. And, and I will say, I know we're limited in time. We're actually, this is truly a special edition tonight. 
Um, we're going to keep it to 30 minutes to, of course, respect all that you have going on. And just the fact that you scheduled some time for me, you just you continue to prove over the years over and over what a pastor should be. And <laughs> you can I mean, you just continue to show up for us. And I just truly appreciate it. I mean, listen, that thug tear trying to try to break out. Let it on out. I really honestly, I consider what I do to be a privilege. It is an honor that God would trust me to take care of his people. Like that's major. And so each day I look forward to what he's going to use me to do, who he's going to use me to do it with. And, you know, having people like you and your congregation, that's just pure joy. And so I love what I do. I absolutely love it. And it shows. It absolutely shows. I mean, I remember just what a couple of weeks ago, of course, we hadn't seen each other in real life due to COVID. Mm -hmm. And I pulled up and I tell y'all, I was stalking. OK, I was I was definitely being a stalker that day. I said, I have got to see my mama in real life. And mm -hmm. I didn't know if I would, you know, get an opportunity to, to really have a conversation with you. I just knew I needed to lay eyes on you and I needed to connect with you. Mm -hmm. And what a beautiful moment it was. And when you said to me, I'm so proud of you, I promise you I went home, laid on the floor and I cried something serious. <laughs> but what's so amazing about this whole journey is I remember back in 2008 was the first time I was introduced to you. Of course, as you know, I'm originally from Philadelphia. So, mm -hmm. you know, coming to the Baltimore area was very new for me. Um, but I had been, you know, dating this guy mm -hmm. and he said, oh, you got to hear my pastor. <laughs> and I was like, okay, no, mind you, what's significant about that is at that very moment, I had just been transitioning from practicing Islam for four years. Wow. Look so I was, you know, kind of getting my footing. Again, I was, I grew up in church. I could recite, you know, scripture back and forth, but was I truly living it? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Wasn't really understanding how to, you know, to bring application to modern day. Mm -hmm. And so this individual, you know, he happened to catch me, I guess, at the right time, if you will. And he said, yeah, you, you know, you got to come see my pastor. So he showed me you on TV. And I hate to say it, but I'm, you know, I'm all about truth and transparency. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Back then I was like, I don't know that I like her voice. <laughs> you know, that is so funny. I've heard that before, believe it or not. And what's so crazy though, is as I fast forward, I realized it wasn't your voice. It was the voice of God in you that was disrupting what was going on in me. Mm -hmm. it, so, because when I hear your voice now, I'm like, yes, yes. You know, like I get excited. So the fact that it was bothering me then, it was that you were actually disrupting, you know, what the issue was in me at the time. And so, oh, but needless to say, you know, I, I like this guy so much, you know, I had to go ahead and listen. And so I listened and even he got me to come out to church. He can't got me to come out to when we were over on Windsor Boulevard and What's amazing about that is that's the same gentleman that later assaulted me the next year and the following year. What? I didn't, yep. I didn't realize that. And what I later found out, he, you were never his pastor. He was never a member. See, that's <laughs> kind of what I'm, I'm figuring because the brothers in the village would have taken Exactly. 
We don't play that. <laughs> One thing we demand uh, of our members is that we treat each other with love. We treat each other with respect. And, you know, one of the things I get criticized for most, if you come up in our congregation and you think you're going to play and sleep through the women and all that, we will check you at the door. At the door. People who want to do right, they appreciate that. But people who don't, you know, they have a lot of things to say about me. Well, the thing I love is God is pleased with me. So I can deal with all the criticism and all the chatter and all the shade because you're not going to disrespect. And, and, you know, we don't allow women to do it either. I I really itch when I meet women who don't know how to talk to their husband, don't know how to treat their husband. Our village is on fire because our home is discombobulated. And if there's someone who can teach and help you get that piece together, you ought to be open to it because that thing will stem through generations. And I don't want my grandkids and my great-grandkids to suffer because I didn't allow someone to help me get on track, you know, right. get in order. So yeah, he wasn't a member, I promise you. And no. I, I don't even know who he was, but he should be happy I didn't know who he was. <laughs> so what, and it's so amazing because as I start sharing the story, I start thinking of more of the story. So I remember there was one particular time we had come to church together mm-hmm. and he he kept saying he didn't feel well. He had to go outside to get some air. Well, he ended up staying outside for the whole service. I'm sure he did. Now, what I didn't know then that I know now Mm-hmm. He was full of the devil and he couldn't handle being in the spirit of God. Like he could not handle how heavy the spirit is in our church. Couldn't handle it. It he was literally it. making him sick. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. and the Bible talks about that. It's very difficult for someone who doesn't want to do the right thing to stay in the presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the Lord, but the presence of the Lord dwells in our house. Because we make him welcome. He's invited. He's welcomed. And so if you want to be raggedy, you ain't going to be happy in there. Yes. At all. Yeah. So. Because I was raggedy. Let's keep it real. I was quite raggedy when I showed up. But you know what I love about your raggedy? You are 100% transparent, but you didn't want to stay raggedy. It's okay to be raggedy. We all start out that way. But it's not okay to want to stay raggedy. And so I find that people who really want to grow, want to do better, they love our house. Folk that are raggedy and want to stay raggedy, they don't even even like being in my presence because my x-ray vision. Yes. Yeah, I'll call you out. Not to harm you, but my thing is I am so happy and so fulfilled in God. I Mm -hmm. want that for everybody. Yes. You know, I really want to see people happy. And that's, you know, one of the many things that I absolutely adore about you, that you are, you know, so trained. Like, you'll tell us, listen, (laughs) I never forget the first time I ever saw Stricker Street. (laughs) When I tell you, I was so excited. Like, oh my God. Now, I don't even know if that was your block. I just know it was Stricker Street. And I was so excited that I was like, oh, my gosh, I can relate, you know. Um, But, yeah, so crazy enough, like I said, just thinking about going back to that moment, Mm -hmm. he 
you know, and that was actually twice. And after that, he did, he never came back again. Of course not. Of course not. Because, yeah. you, you know, the sad thing, and I think the thing that hurts most is a lot of times the people that run and leave are the mm -hmm. people who most need it. What yes. we have to share. Yes. You know, if you're drowning and I'm trying to throw you a lifeline, grab it. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes I've met people, not all of them, because we have a whole lot of folks who have grown, their lives have changed, and I'm excited about that. But there, but there are plenty of other people who came mm -hmm. and we had exactly what they needed. They weren't trying to hear it. Mm -hmm. And how cruel would it be of me? see you drowning and I just don't do anything. Right. That's inhumane. And yet people will, you know, oftentimes they'll come to our churches and they don't want you in their business. Like, you know, I mean, they're preaching is okay. Long as they don't step on my toes. Well, you're mm -hmm. here to get your toes stepped on, sir, ma'am. You're here to grow and to be uh, formed into the image of Christ to get set free. Would you? Yes. You know, yes. and so I find that people who really want that, they stick around. But folk who shake, shucking and jiving, they don't want no part of me. And I don't want no part of them either, to be honest. If you want right? to stay, <laughs> stay in the mud, I'm not coming in there with you. I'll come pull you out. But right. don't expect me to get in that. I've been delivered from that. I have I no desire to go back to a life that caused me so much pain. Yes. I second that emotion. <laughs> Listen, mm, what Smokey say, second that emotion. Like I absolutely yeah. cannot, I will not. Mm -mm, nope. And especially I feel like, especially at this point in my life, mm -hmm. I feel like I've truly gained peace. Mm -hmm. You know, um, mm -hmm. even before, before we um, went live today, I got home, my internet connection was out. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I refused. I didn't get upset. I didn't start wilding out. I didn't start tripping. I said, God, I trust you. Yeah. yeah. If I gotta yeah. go to my car and plug up my little ring light in the <laughs> in the car charge, whatever we gotta do, this is getting done. But what I've come to realize, and, and I often share, especially when I talk about run me my crown, the movement, I say, you know, of course it started as me sharing my story of of overcoming domestic violence. But the mm -hmm. reality is you tell that fool, run me my crown with whatever you might be having to go through. Mm -hmm. So when a situation arises like that and the internet is out and clearly my show is internet based, mm -hmm. I need some type of it, internet connection. Mm -hmm. But I said, I'm not going to lose my mind. I'm going to trust God to do what he does. And that's mm -hmm. just what I did. And, and at 807... <laughs> Eight oh seven. I'm sitting here, and then blah, 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 all the lights came on. I said, "Well, come on, Jesus." See, you are definitely my daughter. You know, warfare is so much a part of what we go through. Yeah, and, um, and people don't believe stuff like that, but the enemy really does try to disrupt and interrupt mm -hmm. anything that he thinks is is going to really help people. Yeah. So that's and there's a lot of warfare around my life, so I'm used to stuff like that happening. Oh and I appreciate God. the fact that you've always been honest about that. So mm -hmm. for me, as I was going through my journey and even still today, I'm, I'm clear, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not like, oh, I don't know why this is happening. I realized the more I begin to, to lift mm -hmm. my voice, the more I share with people, especially mm -hmm. when I get on here, 
no telling how many people will see this live, how many mm-hmm. people will hear this, you know, maybe even five years from now. Mm-hmm. So I just know somebody somewhere needs to hear what we have to say. And oh, he's absolutely. always going to try to distract you from from accomplishing the goal. But I'm oh, like, absolutely. no. <laughs> you remember no Deuteronomy 12, 28? Come Observe on. Observe and hear all these words which I command thee that it may go well with thee and with thy children after thee forever when thou doest that which is good and right in the sight of the Lord thy God. Come on here, somebody, that it might go well with thee. I mean, how how much clearer Mm -hmm. can that get? That if you do what the Lord says, it'll go well with thee. Let me read uh, my my favorite lately. You know, I always have a favorite passage running through my spirit for a time being. But mm-hmm. this boy right here, Psalm 128, it says, blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, simply meaning respect him and respect him enough to do what he says, that walketh in his ways. Look at this. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands, yes. happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Who don't yeah. want a life like that? I want all of that. I, I want, want I it. want all of it. I want all of it. <laughs> you know, the problem though is it comes with criteria. You know, it comes with you, you can't just walk up into mm. that kind of life. It has criteria. You have mm-hmm. to be obedient. You have to walk with, you know, walk with the Lord and do what he says. And so, but when I read that, I mean, I'm just stuck on those two verses right now. That's like the theme of my life right through here, because I can look back over my life. I am definitely not perfect, but William Murphy sang a song one year and one line in that song just set me free. He said, I haven't been perfect. But I've sure been faithful. Sure been faithful. Come on here, somebody. Yes. I was like, now nah, I've not been perfect either, but God knows I've been consistent. I've done right when I when I wanted to do wrong. And so I started thinking about that. And I said, that's why the years I'm having now are so sweet because I'm reaping the benefit of making the choices I've made over the years. Yeah. yeah. And I'm here to tell you, I am so happy. It's ridiculous. I'm just happy. I'm satisfied from the inside out. I am happy. I have peace of mind. I have a great amount of joy because when I watch God do the things he said he was going to do, it just made, I'm just a happy somebody. And and how can you not want that for other people? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can't stand human suffering. I hate to see people hurting. It it, it just goes right through me. And so when I found out that there was a better life and a better, better way to live, man, I want that for everybody. But I did learn the hard way (laughs) that sometimes you can want more for people than they want for themselves. And so, you know, I had to learn the hard way. Listen, some folk don't want all that. <laughs> they don't want joy. They don't want peace. They don't want, they are literally people who love drama. I'm allergic to drama. I don't yes. like drama. 
I don't want any part of it. I'm not interested in it. But there are people who really, that's their thing. So I had to realize that. And in some situations now, I just back off and say, have at it. Go for mm-hmm. it. Yes. Just go ahead. Do your thing. Do your thing. <laughs> but leave me alone. Yes. Do it. Don't involve <laughs> me in it. Not my flow. Yes. Wow. And it's it's incredible that you would say that because, of course, you know, if you look at my past, my journey, I was born into a toxic relationship, a volatile relationship that really should have never been. But the fact of the matter is God allowed my my parents to get along long enough mm-hmm. <laughs> to create that which is me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm grateful for that. But there was so much turmoil and mm-hmm. that's what I became used to. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. what I sought out, even though I knew, you know, in my heart of hearts, I didn't like it. It didn't feel good, mm-hmm. but it's what I was used to. So, mm-hmm. you know, you became comfortable in that. That was your normal. Mm-hmm. And so even sometimes now I catch myself, I'll be like, oh, wait a minute. We don't do that no more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but yeah, you know, and I'm grateful for that transition because mm, bottom line is I probably should have been six feet under. In mm-hmm. fact, that was the turning point. I shared that recently where um, God allowed me to see a glimpse into my future. If I didn't get out of that particular relationship with that gentleman. Mm-hmm. and the reality was I saw a mahogany casket was the most beautiful casket I'd wow. ever seen. Wow. And I saw it being wheeled down the middle aisle of set the captives free outreach center. Wow. And of course, when I saw it, I didn't realize I was in it, but mm-hmm. I saw it, it. They wheeled it down to the front. And then when they opened it there, I laid. Wow. I'm so glad that didn't come to pass. Yes. Ah, that's what I'm happy. Now, I can about. truly lay on the floor on that note, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. absolutely. And but that was the moment for me that I realized that I, if I didn't do something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't know what the something was, you know, mm-hmm. yet, but I knew I had to do something because not only was my life on the line, but my children, right? You know, everything attached yeah. to me. And so for me, um, even with starting Run Me My Crown, you know, let me pull it up because I, you know, it's it's on my mind. I want to read it. And I don't want to mess it up because, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you get nervous when you get on, you know, on live. Mm -hmm. Um, But here it is. So for me, I always um, I stick with this scripture, which is Deuteronomy 30, 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed, seed may live. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's what it was for me. It wasn't just about me. Mm-hmm. I knew I had to make the choice to make the change so that even my children could mm-hmm. live. So no more generational curses. Mm-hmm. Now we unleash in generational blessings. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and that, you know, that alone gets me excited because I even mm-hmm. see, you know, sometimes Asia will come home and she's like, mom, you know, this, that, and the third will happen. And I'm like, come on, 
do that, Jesus? <laughs> she be looking like, I don't even know why, you know. Like, I remember one time she got on the bus and, and the guy was like, oh, you don't have to pay. Then she got the work and they gave her like this extra money. Like, it was just a bunch of stuff all at once. And I was like, mm-hmm, I know why. <laughs> Feels so good, doesn't it? You know, the bottom line is his word is true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he continues to prove it. And I'm so grateful for that. But and that thug tear keep trying to bust up out my eye. We not crying today. Let it flow. It's all right. Listen, you already know I am the crier. <laughs> Whether I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm praising. Listen, it's all gonna come out as tears. I just know we had to get you back from California. That's what Ooh, I mean. Child. Listen, you said we had 30 minutes past an hour. We, oh, we start talking about Cali. <laughs> Let me tell you what, I was like, what's the next thing out of there? Smoking. (laughs) And and honestly, I mean, of course, I already knew who you were, right? In Mm -hmm. terms of Mm -hmm. your heart for your people, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you had already proven that. But Mm -hmm. in that in that time for me, because I was I was truly going through and Mm -hmm. I didn't realize until after that it really was a lot of pride as to Mm -hmm. why I didn't reach out for help. Mm -hmm. You know, um, maybe one person might've known a smidgen of what I was going through. Mm -hmm. My my sister, matter of fact, she cussed me out when she found out like, girl, don't you ever be going through nothing like that Mm -hmm. without, you know, saying something to me. And I'm like, okay, but she ain't got to cuss me out though. Like, (laughs) right. Right. But, But you know what? She was right. And, um, like I said, one of my good, good sister girls, she was like, listen, that's nothing but pride. If you are in need of help, you need to open your mouth and you let somebody know. Right. And so needless to say, by the time you got involved, I had been suffering for what? Close to two months. And was I surprised? No, you were not. Mm-mm. You were not. And I'll never forget when you said, because I love how you get in the inbox, in the Facebook messages. <laughs> Listen, y'all, if you ain't never got a message from Dr. Karen Bathia in your inbox, you ain't living. <laughs> but I got that inbox and it says, we need to talk ASAP. And I was like, you know, I thought, oh, well, you know, I was part of Joshua's journey. I was planning to come home, um, you know, for our graduation. So I was like, oh, it's probably about that. I had no idea that you had any inkling of anything that was going on. Mm-hmm. And when you called that morning, I'll never forget, it was a Monday. I had just dropped Asia off at school and I was going to sulk as I was, you know, that was like my daily routine. I would drop her off and then I'd be trying to figure out how in the world did I get myself into this? And so needless to say, when you called, you said, you know, how you doing? And I gave you the good godly answer. And I mean, on the surface, I was good, right? Mm-hmm. I was, I mean, I was doing okay. I wasn't in any dire need, if you will, but I was, you know, I was hanging in there. Well, when you said, all right, let's cut to the chase. Your husband called the church. I was like, <laughs> and I promise you in that moment, so much weight was lifted off my chest mm-hmm. because it, for me, that was the moment that gave me the, um, the the red, the green light, if you will, to say, mm-hmm. you can tell your mama what's going on. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be ashamed. 
No. You don't have to, you know, be in fear or, you know, prideful. You can talk about what's happening. Mm-hmm. And to be able to, you know, finally say, oh my God, you're not going to believe this, what this fool is doing. It. <laughs> <laughs> and when it started coming out, <laughs> when it came out, it just came all the way out. And all I was like, you have got to get up out of there. Yes. And I never forget your your very words that struck me. And to this day, they still stick with me. At the time I was pregnant and um, very unhappy because it was unplanned, unfortunately. Um, But I had come to grips with, okay, Lord, if this is what you want me to do, I didn't got myself in it. All right. I trust you to bring me through. But I was having symptoms. I was having you know, the bleeding and, you know, different things going on. I don't want to get too graphic. I know we got some, some men out there that are watching, but long story short, I remember you saying, especially if you lose that baby, you need to come home. Mm-hmm. And shortly after, I want to say it may have been about a week later, mm-hmm. I had to go in for a DNC and all. And yeah, I was like, I, I want to go home. Mm-hmm. I want to go home. Mm-hmm. Like, and of course, it was December when I came home, the coldest month of that year. <laughs> and to leave from California where I was wearing a, a little um, a little jean jacket in the middle of December mm-hmm. to come home to, to snow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. it was where I needed to be. I needed mm-hmm. to be where my, my family and friends were, where the people who truly loved me those who would truly lift me in that time of need. And so I'm so grateful that, you know, again, for you being one of those individuals, um, I actually see Jennifer, my good, my good girlfriend, Jennifer on, she said, come on here. You know, she was one of those individuals she was speaking life all the way from Maryland to California mm-hmm. and just, you know, just grateful for, see, there go them tears again. <laughs> Let them just grow. grateful for this moment. Aren't you glad though that those are tears of joy now yes. as opposed to tears of sadness? Absolutely. And Absolutely. Tears of gratitude. You know, I appreciate um, you being thankful and being um being appreciative because um as pastors, we do so much for so many people. And the thank yous are rare. I mean, they come here and there, but and then, you know, it's Clergy Appreciation Month, so everybody kind of thanks you then, but the thank yous are so rare. And mm. and you, we know we do what we do as unto the Lord, but every now and then it's so nice for somebody to say thank you. Well, yeah. I appreciate, you know, what you, or I've realized what you're trying to do. So thank you for encouraging my heart because uh, it's a lot of work. Working with people is a lot of work. And working with people of color is a whole, whole lot of work because we have been so traumatized. We've been through a lot, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah. and so it, there's, there's layers when you go and deal with people. You're not just dealing with what might be happening at the time. You're dealing with layers usually. And, you know, you got to dig through all that. And uh, so it, it can get to be interesting. But what I did know was that you needed to come home. Yes. That's what I knew. Yes. And you proved that because you got me, my baby, and my doggy home. <laughs> you South said, look, North. I don't care what I got to do. It's done. And I, I'll never forget it. 
ever. Southwest ever. and I are very good friends. I knew that we could get you up out of there. Yeah. Absolutely. No one has a right to treat, control, mistreat anybody. You know, we belong to God. Yes. And uh, and so no one has a right to do that to another human being. And when it happens, you know that unfortunately you're dealing with someone who's either sick or has some insecurities or some other things going on. Mm-hmm. So when he Absolutely. called the church, he did you a favor. He, listen, and that's the thing that blows me about these men is like they don't even realize how. <laughs> he just straight <laughs> told on himself. He didn't even have a clue that in trying to, first of all, you you can't call me about my daughter yes. and paint this picture when I know that's not who she is. So he's just straight told on himself. And after I had heard enough, I was very um, courteous, but I was like, um, I, let me talk to you later. Cause I knew I was going straight to your inbox. Yeah. And that you did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, and you know, like I said, just moments like that, I'll never ever forget. I'll absolutely never forget because it not only um, proved who you were as a person, it just proved who who you've always been. Thank you. You know, and so whether it's Clergy Appreciation Month or if it's just the Everyday Tuesday in February, listen, I love you with my whole heart. I'm so grateful for who you are. Um, I know we're actually a little bit over the time. I know you have a funeral in the morning, so I definitely don't want to hold you. We had a whole lot of comments. I see um, even Sheila White Daniels was saying, love you. You Love your smile so much, Pastor. And we got a lot of amens. And Paula um, Casey said, the sweetness of the Lord upon your life. Listen. You know what? Sheila and Paula are enough to be cheerleaders for any pastor. Yes, I love them. Both of them are (laughs) such a blessing. I can see Sheila smile right now. But uh, Sheila and Paula, oh my goodness. Precious. (laughs) I love them so much. But, um, but, and and it just goes to show, like, we're surrounded by so many amazing people. We are, aren't we? We really are blessed in that, that regard. I mean, I look around and I'm like, when I look around the congregation, I'm like, God, I thank you. You have really blessed us with such tremendous people, such beautiful people. And it just makes you really appreciative, you know? It does. Great folks, great folks with um hearts of gold and who just really want to love God, want to do the right thing, want to yes. be blessed, want to be happy. I enjoy being around people like that. Yes, yes. You know, the devil should have never messed up and let me find out who God said I was. Come on. That's where he <laughs> lost me. Because when, when God began to show me who I was to him. Yes. The enemy, of course, was using me at the time. I wasn't delivered, wasn't free. When I compared those two packages, it was a no-brainer. The first package was let the devil use you Mm -hmm. and then he'll punish you for using you. Mm -hmm. The other package was choose life. Let God use you and then he'll bless you for the fact that you allowed him to use you. That's a no brainer. Yes. So once I begin to spend time with the Lord, 
develop a relationship with him. And I, he showed me Karen for real because the Karen I was and the Karen he was trying to create, they weren't the same. The moment I saw the Karen that he was making, I was like, I'll take her for 100. Yes, I will. Yes. I, it's, it's a no brainer to serve God because he knows the thoughts that he thinks toward us. And they're, they're beautiful thoughts. They're powerful thoughts. They're just life changing. Who wouldn't mm -hmm. serve God like that? Yes. Yes. You know, when I think about my roots, man, I my parents moved out of the projects a couple months before I was born. Wow. They moved into their first home. And uh, so I'm from humble beginnings. But when I think at, when I look at where God has ordered my footsteps and taken me literally all around the world, it's a no brainer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Why not serve God? Like to me, you have to really think of reasons not to because it's a no brainer. It just, it makes sense to serve him. Yes. And Jennifer over here talking about, let that tear free, sis. <laughs> That's she right. You know all too well. That thing Follow. keeps trying to bust up. <laughs> Follow Jennifer. Well, at least wait till we get off the live. Like, listen, I know I'm going to cry. It's going to happen. But I'm trying to at least get through this conversation without completely losing it being That's on the floor right. like that one gif i always use um my friend karen ironically her name is karen as well she um she always calls it rose it's mm -hmm. a, a gif of a i'm not sure if it's a girl or a guy to be honest with you but whoever it is is on the floor and they have on um some leopard like pants and red shoes and that foot just keep going and they just laying on the floor <laughs> But, but you know what's amazing, though, is that when I think about that gift and why it's so like crucial for me, why it's so impactful for me is because I, I, I've lived on the floor. Right. I've lived on the floor in terms of crying uncontrollably hurt and broken and depressed and not knowing how I'm going to make it. But then I've also lived on that floor where I'm crying out to God, do what you got to do. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I know you're going to show up come on through here and, and let's do this thing. And even now I hit the floor in Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. I'm always on the floor. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I'll tell you people that stay humble don't mm. have far to fall. That's true. You see what that I'm is saying? True. Yeah. You get arrogant and, and lift it up. Then that's a long way down. But those that stay humble don't have very far to fall. Yeah. And I've learned um, that God wants us to have an expanded mentality, but not a big head. Yeah. They're totally yeah. different. Um, a, an expanded mentality means I have embraced what God has for me. And I'm very thankful to walk that out. Yes. Eric Arrogant says, I'll need God. I got this. I got this. I'm going to do me. No, 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 no. I want what God has for me. And at the end of the day, I'm just thankful that he gave it to me because I yes. don't deserve it. Don't deserve it, but I do receive it. Yes, yes. And surely I don't deserve any of it, but I'm so grateful to be used by him. You know, I get people that say, you know, I can't believe you've been through all of that. And I'm like, 
if it wasn't for his grace, his mercy, mm-hmm. <laughs> please, mm-hmm. you would see every bit. I mean, you know, of course, I've had the physical scars. I've had the emotional scarring, you know, um, you name it. I've experienced it. But like I said, I always give him the credit because it, it truly is all him. You know, I know people see me and they're like, oh, you're so strong. And I'm like, I'm really not. <laughs> I just learned to exchange my weakness for his Come strength. Come on, ma'am. I heard that some way before. Where did I hear that? <laughs> you, you, hear it? you are definitely a daughter. And, and I believe you understand that his grace, it really is sufficient. It is sufficient. It's enough. And it's mm-hmm. enough every day. I think of the passage uh, that, you know, each day we wake to new mercies and that's the truth, man. I mean, what we went through yesterday, we got through it, but each day I need a whole nother dose. Yes. Mercy. Yes. Get through that day. Oh, yes, indeed. And it works. (sighs) (laughs) You are a breath of fresh air. I'll tell you. Um, and I know there's so many others like you and they probably say, oh, I never get a chance to tell pastor, you know, I, I get it, but it's a breath of fresh air when you can hear someone who has followed your teachings and it has changed their life. Yes. That for me is the biggest joy of pastoring. All right. They go to tears for real. All right. We gonna have to end this. <laughs> go and grab a tissue and let them flow. Let them flow. I'm so grateful. Oh my goodness. Just to think of all the stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, all the stuff that I've ever had to, to get through, if you will, to get to this moment, to have this, this opportunity, one, to say thank you two to, to let you know how your yes, how your, you know, your life has affected mine. And I, I really, at this point in my life, um, I realized that it's not just for me, right? So mm-hmm. when I recognized that and I began moving differently, I began doing one, what God asked me to do when he asked me, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, something about that delayed obedience that's really disobedience. <laughs> no. <laughs> I this. Yeah. I had, I had a real life moment though, where um, a young lady that I actually went to school with God had asked me to share a picture um, of me, you know, before having a miscarriage and to just talk about what he did for me when Mm -hmm. I had my first miscarriage back in 2012. Mm -hmm. And nonetheless, um, I didn't know, I wasn't ready to share that part of my story, right? I'm like, oh no, I'll stick with the domestic violence. Nobody needs to know all of that. Like, we're not ready for that. And he was like, just tell him what I did for you. And I'm like, but, but, and I made every excuse. Well, no, I mean, I don't even know what that picture is. And he was like, just get the picture, child. <laughs> and I did. And when I finally posted it, the very night that I posted it, this young lady sent a message to me and she said that she had just had a miscarriage and she was contemplating suicide. My God. My and because she God. saw that message, it was, it was that, you know, that light that she needed just to go another day. And from that moment on, it's been like, whatever you ask me to do, let me hop to it. (laughs) I'm sure you had a paradigm shift right there because it really is that critical that we are obedient because yeah. our obedience always impacts someone else. Yes. And that's, that's the thing that keeps me motivated. I'm like, 
Karen, you've got to get up and you've got to keep it moving because who knows who's riding on your shoulder? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um, even during the pandemic, it was real important to me. I kept saying to myself, stay consistent, you know, preach as hard as you ever did. The room's empty, but preach anyway. And, And because I know that somebody's encouragement, somebody's hope, all of that is riding on whether or not I, I'm obedient. So it yeah. keeps and you was talking. preaching your face off to that empty congregation. <laughs> Let me tell you, listen, the first Sunday you guys were back in there, I thought I had gone to heaven. I heard somebody say amen. I was like, what? Who's that? What? It was so different, you know? And, yes. then, um, and seeing, you know, seeing all the deaths and stuff and then the George yeah. Floyd situation and all that. At times I was battling depression mm-hmm. at the same time that I had to keep ministering, keep going and do funerals. Yeah. Listen, and last year, and then I, I shared with you all last December, I said, don't look for 2021 to be a lot better. And here we are. Yeah. Here we are. I do believe um, prophetically that next year things are going to start to turn. But then after COVID, there will be something else. We're we're in that time of sorrows Mm -hmm. and we earned it. And I don't mean the the righteous, but we have done enough to push God out that we can can reap some things. It's going to be a ride for a minute. It is. Yeah. I remember when you you talked about our last president, you said if if he went into office, he was going to really need a prayer life. And I promise you, between him and my youngest child growing up (laughs) and becoming an adult, (laughs) going off to college, kicked my prayer life into another gear. (laughs) Oh, my God. Listen, grown children give you a much stronger prayer life than than you. I wasn't ready. I mean, I've heard you say that. Oh yeah! But I promise you, I wasn't ready. I'm like, what? So when it's, you realize you really have no control, oh, like you, you no have control. to, you have to trust that they're gonna remember the teachings and mm-hmm. you know all the nights that you cried and and you you know you prayed and yeah, yeah, it's real. You know, it's so easy when kids are little to tell them what to yes. do and they have to do it. Once they're grown, it's their life and they get to make choices. And sometimes you have to deal with their choices, just like Mm -hmm. the Lord has to deal with ours. We don't always get it right all the time. And he has to sometimes even watch us wreck our lives, which has to be painful to him because um, with all that he's provided, it has to be kind of painful to watch us just tear it up when there's so many uh, resources and help available to us. Especially when he told you the stove was hot. I ain't gonna touch that. Oh, one. do not to touch the Ooh. stove. The stove is hot. Now, why you go ahead and touch that stove? <laughs> it's in our nature. Just hard head make a soft behind. That's what my mama used to say. Absolutely. <laughs> and Lord. <laughs> but indeed, I, you know, like I said, I, I mean, I could say it a million times so I'm blue in the face, but I just, I truly appreciate you. You even stuck in. In here a few more minutes than you, you know, you had originally agreed to, because that's just who you are. You've always been a giver. You've always been a lover. And I appreciate that. And I just, I truly hope you know 
that I mean, you got a ton of your your members in the comments today that are Aww. just giving you all types of love. <laughs> um, even a young lady I met recently, she said, Dr. Bethia is amazing. I visited her church when Todd Tribbett was there some years ago. Oh, yeah. I remember that. That was our JJ um, yeah. event. Uh -huh. She said it was life changing. I have heard her speak many times. May God continue to bless her ministry work. Oh, and so I just listen. Thank everybody you. knows, beautiful. not just all of Baltimore, but all of the world will know <laughs> how amazing you are. To God be the glory. Yes. You know, that's what I say because He has made something out of nothing. And I appreciate that. Yes. I do. Well, listen, we're going to go ahead and shut it down on that note. I know you got another long day ahead of you. Thank you so much for taking time out today um, just to give me a little a little bit of, you know, I feel like one of those kids, you know how when you have multiple kids, you got to spend time with each one. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like this was my time. I got to go on a date with my mama tonight. <laughs> I, will so hang out with you. I will hang out with you anytime. I promise you. Well, the next time, listen, it'll be dinner, lunch or whatever on me. That's the next okay. time we going we gonna to hang out. That sounds good. But I, I truly you. appreciate you. I love you so much. Thank you for spending time with us today. And for those of you um, who were able to tune in live, whether on Facebook or YouTube, we certainly appreciate you hanging in there with us. If you catch this on the replays, let us know that you're there. We're always so happy to, um, to embrace you and um, to allow you, you know, just to share your heart with us. And so even if you catch this five weeks later, five years later, somewhere out there on the podcast world, whether it's Spotify or Google Play, wherever you might be listening, we want to thank you again for tuning in to the, the Rummy My Crown radio show. My name again is Dewana, a.k.a. Foxy's Baby. Listen, catch us at RummyMyCrown.com. I love y'all. Have a good night. Smoochies. Ha, <laughs>